Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm J.R. Mizrak. And today we're doing a news podcast, but I am still introducing someone. Today we're joined by our special host, Ryan Finley, who is soon to be my college roommate come next year when me and Ethan go off to college here. Uh, so, Ryan, thank you for joining us on the podcast. And uh, I guess. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I guess since you uh, hopefully will be a reoccurring thing over the next, well, who knows how long we're going to be doing this podcast for, hopefully four years. But how about how about the listeners get to know you? So you just want to give a little little thing about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Ryan Finley. Um, I play lacrosse, um, played it for about two years, played baseball usually. Like, I mean, I played it every fall and spring growing up basically played every sport you can think of besides maybe like tennis and yeah (laughs) basically a huge sports guy uh like watching it playing it all the above all right i gotta ask who's your favorite football team i don't know if i know this answer Uh, pittsburgh steelers yes yes that's what i like to hear ethan you're not gonna like to hear this (laughs) ryan who is your favorite hockey team yeah you're not gonna like this answer it's the washington capitals uh, oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What, what, how did that happen? Well, they're the local team here, so, you know, got to support the local team. I'm oh, only wait. a – yeah, I'm only a Steelers fan because my dad was a Steelers fan. He grew up in West Virginia. That was his team. I see. Okay. All right. Um, so, do we want to get on to, I guess, news, which we actually are doing semi-normal timing now for once? I think this might be the first time in a couple months we have done a just about one week break in between news. So that is a huge accomplishment for us here. Don't, I don't, um, don't expect it to happen again because. Hey, don't, don't, don't talk us down. Well, we, we, us said down. We, we said we want to do this like a billion times and look what's happened. We've never done it. This is the first Until time we're now. trying to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess let's move on. Let's, we're going to start off with the NFL. Um, I guess. Obviously, we want to start off with the most important news. The Super Bowl happened last night. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9. to um, As always, uh, on these big events, um, what are your guys' takes on this Super Bowl? Oh, boy. Uh, it was hard to watch Patrick Mahomes just under pressure all day, all yeah. day. <laughs> I would struggled. I would, I would second that completely. I mean – I got, I mean, just Ethan, me and you were watching it together and watching the stuff that Patrick Mahomes had to pull, especially I think the defining moment for how tough it was for him was like late in the fourth quarter where he scrambled for like 40 yards and all you could see was him looking over his back shoulder when there was no one there because he was so scared he was going to get sacked. And that was on the play where he threw that incomplete touchdown pass to Byron Pringle in the corner but I mean he was literally looking over his back shoulder because there was you know he was so scared of getting sacked and there were so many times where he was like I mean what he had that one that went off of the face mask of the wide receiver where Patrick Mahomes was parallel to the ground while throwing a perfect spiral there's not much more he could have done yeah and oh Oh, yes. Uh, a lot. I'm going to say a lot of this, most of the game, I know Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback. He's going to take, he's going to have to take a lot of the blame for this loss. But 
a lot of it, in all honesty, was not really his fault. His O-line was obviously banged up, and they did not play well at all. The wide receivers dropped passes left and right, and the defense was just, I mean, abysmal for the most part. So, especially with the penalties in the first half, that really killed them, especially towards the end, where the, the Bucks got a touchdown right before halftime to make it 21-6. to six. Um, Yeah, it was just an all-around bad performance from the Chiefs. Yeah, it looked like Patrick Mahomes is doing his best Josh Allen impression, running 40 yards backwards, although he didn't <laughs> get sacked as much when he did that. So, yeah. Yeah. Their Not defense Ethan. was, oof. It was, yeah. abysmal. it was abysmal. It was terrible. Ethan, uh, I, got, I got to ask. Yes. So, you, you brought that touchdown right before halftime. Who scored that? It, it was Rob Gronkowski, I believe. Was it? The next one? Actually, it was Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I remember Good. that. I, I remember that because I called it on accident. I was like, I have a feeling Antonio Brown. I said it out loud. I said, I have a feeling Antonio Brown's going to score right here. And then he did like two seconds after. And my dad looked at me like, leave. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I mixed up the Gronk and AB touchdown, but that touchdown definitely, um, I was not happy. JR knows. I, I kind of screamed and yelled like a little baby whenever that happened. So it's not, yeah. not a good moment for me. Um, hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, that game was just hard to watch. I mean, I feel like you always thought the Chiefs were still in it, even towards the beginning of the fourth quarter, but it just they just could not produce anything on offense, especially. Yeah. That's what made it such a good game, in my opinion, though. I mean, like, although the score was what? They won by 22 points. They yeah. were down by 22 points, and everybody still thought Patrick Mahomes might have a shot up until, like, the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Like, despite the score line, the game was still good. And I mean, even I think the defense was fun to watch, and you, know, you hate it for Patrick Mahomes. So watching those D linemen run, chase him down, watching the, you know, the secondary lock up. Levante David was, I mean, about as good as he could be on Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the NFL. I think, despite you know, blowout territory, it was a pretty fun game to watch the whole four quarters. Yeah. Yeah, I think as a Bucks fan, it's probably extremely fun to watch seeing their defense get pressure on Patrick Mahomes all day. Just it was just I guess the defense comparisons were so lopsided that you just knew it was gonna be just disgusting from the end of the first half, the way yeah. they were getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And then on the Chiefs side, the amount of penalties like they were getting, like holdings and pass interference, they were just grabbing all over the Bucks players. Yeah, that was, that was and obviously, obviously, I don't know if you've been on social media, if you guys have been on social media after the game, obviously a lot of Chiefs fans were calling out the refs for all that. But honestly, a lot mm. I would I would argue a lot of those calls were legitimate. I mean, maybe you could argue maybe one or two of them were a little ticky-tacky if maybe, but a lot of them were actually legitimate calls. So the refs actually did pretty decent, in my opinion, in that game. I totally agree. I think most of those calls were fair calls. Like, the ones that weren't called were probably too close to – like not be called um and the ones that were called were pretty fair like you could clearly see there was hips being grabbed arms being grabbed jerseys being tugged everything yeah one the one i would argue even and this is coming from somebody that was cheering for the tampa bay buccaneers the one i would argue was the pass interference call um in the back of the end zone when the ball was nearly uncatchable i Guess you could oh, have yeah. argued that somebody that was a little, I, that, that's one of the ones I was like, you could argue 100% argue that maybe that was uncatchable, maybe it was tipped. I don't know, but I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest though, 
I'll be honest, I think the referees kind of held back their flags. I mean, honestly, yeah, there was there was a lot of penalties on that Chiefs defense, but right from the get go, Ryan, as you were saying, they were they were on top of Mike Evans, on top of Gronk, on top of Godwin. I mean, they were their hands were just about everywhere you could imagine for a defensive back. I mean, they were grabbing, pulling, and the flags definitely, I think, could have been used some more now. Granted, did they need to? No, the Bucs still got it done. They still played a pretty fair game, but it was definitely a physical game, to say the least. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. My thought is that before the game, their defensive coordinator is probably like, get out there and be physical. And I think when they tried to be physical – against those Bucks receivers, they they had no option but to, like, grab and pull and all this stuff just so they wouldn't get open passes for, like, 30 yards at a time. Yeah, and I obviously the game, if you watch the game, you could see that it was pretty chippy. I mean, Tom Brady and Tyron Matthew multiple times got into it. I mean, it, it, was, it was very fun to see. And obviously there was a fan that kind of okay, – Nope, nope, we're, we're, nope, nope. We're not talking about that. We're not giving him coverage. But okay, people were getting on Tom Brady for the trash talk and like the back and forth with Tyron Matthew. That's football, ladies and gentlemen. That is what is that. That's what's up with the sport. Like, yeah, I love that. I love the competitive nature. And yeah, you know, I'll say it. It's it's been a little bit soft when it comes to the last couple years. You know, I feel like the NFL is kind of cracking down on that. And they did throw that penalty with Tyron Matthew, which. I guess with the, you know, pointing the finger at him, I guess you could consider that taunting, which is what he ended up getting called on. But that's football, I think. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you look at that one uh, uh, Antoine Winfield play at the end against Tyreek Hill, where he stuck the, the peace sign at him, basically getting his revenge, uh, they called that unsportsmanlike and not taunting for some reason. Um, I, I got to admit, that was I, – I loved that. I mean – I'm not a Bucks fan. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but yeah, seeing the, I rookie, mean, seeing the rookie get the better of him the second time, I, I did kind of enjoy. Yeah, that I mean, bit. obviously, had that had the game been a different situation, if it was a much closer game, and he would have done that, that would have obviously been really huge. But since the game was pretty much in hand already, there was really no one really to get mad at him at the time. So I mean, it, yeah. it didn't it didn't hurt. But if you would have done that, like in the second quarter, a lot of people would have been really upset with them yeah I remember when I saw that I was like what are you doing but then I realized I was like oh wait it's fourth down it's turnover downs anyways doesn't really matter at that point yeah but yeah Uh, do we want to move on um we'll talk I guess we'll talk about the the Pro Bowl the Pro Bowl happened a week before obviously no there was no game necessarily they just played the NFC and the AFC played Madden in the NFC one nothing really nothing really else to report out of the Pro Bowl I don't think no, there wasn't much. I just wanted us to say that it happened. I know NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace was playing in there, so a little bit of Snoop mix of sports. Dogs. Snoop Dogg was in there too. Um, well, yeah, but Snoop Dogg's not a Snoop Dogg's not an athlete. He's a sports announcer now. He's an esports athlete. Yeah. Um. So I guess now we're gonna move on to the segment, like more of a rumor. So Ethan, no, 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 no. Hold on, let me. Well, let me start off. There was a trade that happened. No, Ethan. What? <laughs> Awards. The NFL, NFL honors. NFL honors. Well, in our news scene, you don't even have that on here. Yes, I do. But it's not like it's not at the top. I'm going down the list. 
No, you're not. The Super Bowl is the third thing. Well, I that's the most important. I'm doing what's most important. Okay, we'll stick with NFL awards shortly. All right, I'll cover it. <laughs> most I got important? it. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. kind of combining the two. Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady. How do we yeah, feel cool. about that? Oof. He played a good game. I think he played well. I He didn't throw any interceptions, right? I don't believe so. He no, threw no, one, he... but it got called back. Yeah, it was on the Okay, point. okay. Yeah, but... I think he played a pretty good game. Um, I don't think – I'm try... I don't think I, I, there's any other players that I can think of right now that are more deserving of it. I would um, argue Devin White. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just don't think the NFL is going to give a defensive player. The, they always give to the quarterback. MVP, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like now this would never happen. But for me, if I was to give the Super Bowl MVP completely non-biased, I would split it and have a joint Super Bowl MVP between Carlton Davis and Antoine Winfield simply because what Tyreek Hill had four catches for like 50 yards and no touchdowns when – Last time the Chiefs and Bucks played, it was – I don't even know how many catches for 200-plus yards and three touchdowns. And most and of those yards in the Super Bowl came in, like, garbage time, too. Yeah, there were two big yeah. catches, I think, that were, like, 20 yards each in the fourth yeah. quarter. So, All right. Now we can move on to awards. We're going to move on to awards. I guess starting off with the biggest one, obviously, MVP Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. Um, I mean – I really don't think there's too much of a shock around that. Um, obviously, some fan bases, obviously, if you're a fan of a certain team, you're not going to be happy, of course. But Aaron Rodgers, I, I feel like, should have won. I think it should have been unanimous to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there was any question that he wasn't going to get MVP this season. Yeah, yeah. Rodgers, Rodgers, he played like vintage Aaron Rodgers, I got to say. And yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I think. I think, you know, everybody was like, hey, what's up with Jordan Love? Why are we – why are they drafting Jordan Love? And I think on the podcast, I mean, it would have been almost a year ago at this point, but, you know, we kind of said it might be to light that fire under Aaron Rodgers, and who knows? They might Jordan have Love might have been that fire. Obviously, at the, in the beginning of the year, it was looking to be Russell Wilson, actually, the first couple of games. Like, Russell Wilson was lighting everyone up, and he was – on his way to be the unanimous MVP, but obviously he just started playing terribly. Then Rodgers started playing really well. Yeah. So, I had Russell fantasy. He always like, oh my God, he's going to be MVP this season. Week five, done. Yeah. <laughs> like after week five, he just kind of slowly declined and then just dropped off. Yeah. So then, so I'll move on to defensive player of the year. And obviously Aaron Donald. But, Oof. This but is, there, there, there was some controversy surrounding this one. Um, TJ, a lot of Steelers fans, especially, were very upset that TJ Watt did not win the award. And and I'll, well, I'll be honest. And let's start off with this. There's some Dolphins fans that thought Xavier Howard should have won uh, it. Nope. That, 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 that's out of the question. <laughs> that would have been number three. Number yeah. three. So, but yeah, TJ Watt. There, that that award probably received the most controversy out of all the awards. I think he got robbed and that I like, I'm trying not to be biased. Like, even though I am a Steelers fan, I think he still got robbed. Cause you just look at the statistics. You see, he was leading every category above Aaron Donald, except for forced fumbles. And he only had like two less forced fumbles in him. And I, I just don't see how Aaron Donald played better this season than TJ Watt. 
the statistic that I saw that I, I originally agreed with it. Now, I, I still do think TJ Watt probably should have won. But I think the statistic that a lot of people are missing out on that makes that argument a lot closer is the fact that TJ Watt was double teamed on 17% of his pass rushes while Aaron Donald was double teamed on 70% of them. And I would argue for that, that 25% of the time, though, TJ Watt, a fourth of the time, TJ Watt went back into coverage. I mean, I guess you could argue that, but if you've got a guy that's getting double teamed more than half the time he's rushing, which is every single time, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I still think TJ Watts should have won it. it. It's a lot closer than a lot of Steelers fans are making it out to be. Including Everyone, yourself. I, yeah, I, I think it was definitely a lot closer than people are making it seem, but I also think that, like, TJ Watt, even though he wasn't getting double teamed as much, I think even putting up those numbers, it's not it's not his fault that he wasn't getting double teamed as much. It's the other team for not preparing for it. And yeah. I think people know Aaron Donald was dangerous. TJ Watts kind of like he's up there, but he's kind of like he floats under the radar a little bit and then he just comes at you. Like, I don't think teams are ready for it when they play the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, yeah. Um, I'll run through the rest of the awards here. Offensive Rookie of the Year went to Justin Herbert. Defensive Rookie of the Year went to Chase Young. Um, Coach of the Year went to Kevin Stefanski. Offensive Player of the Year went to Derrick Henry. And Comeback Player of the Year went to Alex Smith. And honestly, with with all of those, I really don't see much controversy. I see. I think the only one. I think the only one that's controversial, like controversial to me, is the Offensive Player of the Year or Rookie of the Year. I don't see Justin Herbert winning that. I mean, he started off pretty well. I just – I think there's players that were more deserving of it. Uh, for me, I, I, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I think it's controversial. I think it, it's so hard because I feel like the two, the two guys that everybody knew was going to – you know, it was going to come down to was Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert. Exactly, and yep. I – Still, after the award is announced, I don't know who I would have gotten it to. I mean, Jefferson had 1,400 yards as a rookie. 1,400 mm-hmm. yards yeah. behind Adam Thielen, not to mention. Yeah. But then again, Justin Herbert did break a bunch of rookie quarterback records. Like, they both mm-hmm. had absolutely phenomenal seasons. And I, I truly don't know who I would have given it to if it was, you know, my decision. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't I don't think it was like an easy choice by any means. I think it's kind of hard to give a, a a receiver an award like that when like you you don't when you think of like a player of the year, you don't really think of a receiver unless they've had like an outstanding season. Like you think of a you usually think of a quarterback because they're like the head of the team. They basically do everything for the team besides like the defensive part. It's just I don't know I don't I think it's hard to give a receiver that kind of award. Yeah, yeah. I would second that. All right. Um. As well as the honors, they announced the Hall, new Hall of Fame class of 2021 last night. Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson, Charles Woodson, John Lynch, Bill Nunn, Alan Fanica, Drew Pearson, and Tom Flores. Those are your eight, um, of new people going to the Hall of Fame this year, and I think all of them deserve it. Yep, absolutely. I don't really see any controversy in this list. So, oh, yeah. yeah, not at all. I mean, you're talking about Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, 
Megatron, one of the greatest receivers of all time, Charles Woodson, one of the greatest D-backs of all time, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so I guess, do we want to move on to trade news? Yes, Ethan, you yeah. can finally okay. have the time to shine. <laughs> all right, so there was a trade that happened between the L.A. Rams and the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford will now be an L.A. Ram after being traded to Los Angeles in exchange for Rams starting quarterback Jared Goff and I believe two first-round picks? And a Three? second. No, two first-round picks. Two first-round first picks. picks and a third. Third and a third-round pick. Or Which, honestly, I think for Detroit, that's a pretty good haul. Um, and obviously, the Rams kind of get, I guess, maybe the quarterback that they want to maybe try to push for a Super Bowl. So, I guess I would consider a win-win for both sides in this case. I I would consider it more of a win for the Lions. Um, I, I do think the Rams did kind of benefit here, especially with the rumors going around about the falling out between Goff and McVay. But at the same time, we're talking about a former former number one overall pick and two first round picks for Matthew Stafford. I don't, I, I mean, Stafford's what, 31, 32? He's not yeah. super old, but he's not young. And I don't yeah. see him getting much better. I, I, I think Stafford's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league in my personal opinion, but three is essentially three first round picks, especially a, a first round pick that has made it to the Super Bowl, who now has that experience. I just don't know if I would have given up that big of a package for Matthew Stafford. Oh yeah. I totally agree. JR. I, I think Matthew Stafford, I mean, obviously he's a great quarterback. I think I agree with you, what you said about him being very underrated. Um, I, I just don't see, giving up that much being worth it, especially because like as good as the Rams are right now and as good as the Lions can be, I don't see this trade really affecting either of these teams. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out before we move on, the rumor surfaced a couple of days ago that before asking for Jared Goff, the Lions were, were actually asking for now defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. That was the first name that they threw out when trying to trade Matthew Stafford. You're not going to get – unless you give him, like, a 10 first-round picks, you're not really going to get Aaron Donald. Well, what? Yeah, what, was no. the, what was the Khalil Mack trade? Didn't they throw in three or four first-round picks when they got him from the Raiders? And I would yeah. say you probably need at least that, if not more, for Aaron Donald. Exactly. I think you would need more, way more. Aaron Donald's – I mean – one of the best, arguably the best defender in the league right now. I mean, I don't know. He's a great pass rusher. I just, I don't see them trading him anytime soon because without him, I don't see the Rams defense being able to put up top numbers in the league. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to some um, quick trade rumors here. Um, Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. There are rumors that circling around that he could, be um, traded in the next couple of days. Uh, we'll obviously keep you updated with that. Um, Deshaun Watson, Houston has remained adamant that they will not trade him, but he, we, we've heard people say things before and other things have happened, so um, we don't really know what to do there. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees took a salary cut. He's now paying the veterans minimum, uh, being paid the veterans minimum of like $1 million instead of $24 million at the same time trying to fix their cap face. Um, he still has not said whether he's going to retire or not, although signs are pointing to that he is. 
Um, Ethan. Ethan. They're not yeah. fixing their cap problem anytime soon. Come yeah, on. No. Million dollars I, mean, over the I, said, I said try. Yeah, no thank you. That's not trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I Okay, so Marvin Jones Jr. apparently wants to go to the Rams. Is that what the news is here, JR? Yes, that is exactly what Marvin Jones Jr. expressing a want to the Rams means. Um, assuming that the Rams would end up trading with the Lions again. Or actually, no, is Marvin Jones Jr. a free agent? He might be a free agent. Well, now, it I might be Galladay. Might be the free agent in the Lions. Galladay is a free agent. I don't know if Marvin Jones Jr. is. Um, but I know, obviously, Stafford's there. Two guys that, you know, they've played in Detroit for – I don't even know how long. Together. Probably four, four or five years together. Yeah, okay. So and, he, he is on a completely new contract. So it would be through trade that they would have to. Yeah, I, I don't think I see that oh, happening. Wait, no, 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 no. No, wait, hold on. What? Free agent in 2021. Why is that like that? So, so no, he's a, he free, a free agent. So imagine that. Marvin Jones Jr., Robert Woods, Cooper Cup with Matt Stafford throwing to him. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a pretty solid offense. Um, I mean, I think the Rams do have what it takes to be a Super Bowl winning team. I just, I don't know. I don't know what, why they haven't been more successful. I mean, obviously this past playoffs, um, Jared Goff got injured. I mean, he still played well with a broken thumb. Uh, I think they have the weapons to do it. I mean, it might just be like a coaching problem, although Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the league. Um, yeah, I think Marvin Jones Jr. would make a good addition, but I don't know. Yeah, and then the final little piece of news here, projected number one pick Trevor Lawrence um, is having a shoulder repair done. What? Okay. I, I do want to point this out because I know I didn't put it on the notes, but he is having a he's, – he's moving his throwing day up so that he can have his shoulder repair before his pro day and he will miss his pro day so that he is recovered in time to make his NFL debut so that that's why he you know he's waiting to have his it's his labrum um worked on I don't know the exact specifics of what exactly happened if it was during the season or if it was just kind of one of those off-season things that you don't talk about but yeah yeah I mean I don't, it's, it's his non throwing side, so it shouldn't affect him too much. But, you know, quarterbacks and arms always get a little, a little interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it for the NFL. If you want to move on to the fact that you skipped another thing, what your boy, Tua. Oh, okay. What about him? So, this is coming from Ryan Fitzpatrick himself, the actually the backup court. Well, I don't even know what he is at this point, but judged on the amount of times that Tua was benched. But he said that the Dolphins have faith in Tua and he's their quarterback. So if I'm gonna trust a man, I'm gonna trust Ryan Fitzpatrick. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe Tua won't be on the move. Oh, actually, I didn't have this one down, but I, I'm remembering it now. Speaking of quarterbacks and on the moves, we covered Carson Wentz, we covered Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, one that we didn't cover, Derek Carr. 
Oh. I I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like I I was a huge Derek Carr fan. What five years ago when they were like making that huge playoff run, and yeah. then he had that spiral fracture on his shin, and he just hasn't been the same since. And it's kind of been a sad case ever you know ever since. And I don't know what they're going to be looking for in return, but I mean they do have Marcus Mariota, so maybe he can. That's true. I mean, we haven't really heard Marcus Mariota's name in how long now, and it's, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he has potential. I don't see it happening, though. I think they're going to look for a trade, and if they don't, I'll be kind of shocked, honestly. Yeah. I think the last time I heard Marcus Mariota's name was actually when he got signed by the Raiders. I'm pretty sure that's last time I, I heard Honestly, I don't even remember him being signed by the Raiders. <laughs> last time I heard his name was when he was on the Titans, and it's He's been yeah. quiet since. Yeah. Great. And it's official. You can move on. All right. We're moving on um, from the NFL to college football. Obviously, not too, too much news here. Uh, there's still some stuff. So, former five star tight end Arik Gilbert um, out of LSU um, has now trans- is now transferring to Florida, um, probably presumably taking Kyle Pitts' place, essentially. Presumably. Kyle- of course, he's taking Kyle Pitts's spot I, um dylan mccaffrey um brother of christian mccaffrey transferred to north colorado to play under his father yes um i'll come back to signing day in a second but i feel like we have to mention this before um ea sports has announced that ncaa college football the video game will return most likely in 2022 or 2023, they confirmed it was not going to be a release. There's not going to be a release this year. However, they said in the next up and coming years, there's going to be an NCAA football game returning. And obviously when that news broke, um, super huge um, applause by everybody. 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 Yeah, honestly, everybody. every every single like sports video game or just video game fan in general is just they were begging for this for years and years, ever since they got rid of the game, and then they yeah. brought it back. It's, I think this is a smart move. Well, I, I, I do want to point out, if you're going to bring up the fact that college football is back, the other piece of news that goes along with that is it's looking like athletes will be able to be endorsed at the time of the game. And that might also be playing a role into why they're waiting, because they are looking over some stuff when it comes to the whole endorsement stuff. And that would allow, I think, names to be in the game and, you at know, least all that states. stuff. At huh? least in some states. No, no, no. Some it's states- looking, I, I'm pretty sure it's looking like it's going to be all the states, like an NCAA-wide yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, like nationwide. Man. Nice. That's sick. Um, the Clemson offensive coordinator has been extended on his contract, obviously, Clemson's offense has been one of the best offenses for the past couple of years now. So no surprise there. And then JR, um, what are your note? Do you have any notable signing day things you want to talk about? I mean, there's not really, I wouldn't say there's like notable signings. Um, Obviously. I mean, yes, there are notable signings, but I'm not going to like, there's nothing that like, I guess really surprised me. I mean, my Michigan state Spartans, they got, a four-star wide receiver so that made me happy but 
There wasn't too much. I mean, I, I know what you want to talk about, and I don't want to let you talk about it, but we are on the topic, so why don't you go for it? Ah, uh, yes, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Mm. I have the number one recruiting class this year, and if I'm not mistaken, one of the best recruiting classes ever. Ethan, Ethan stop. You know the statistic. You know that it is ranked <laughs> the best recruiting class ever in NCAA I'm football. I'm just trying to be humble here, so um, – <laughs> Yeah, obviously very good for Alabama. Um, not so good for I, I really, There's really not much else to say. No, there's not. I just I know you wanted to bring up that piece of news. And Ryan, just so you know, I, I think I might have told you this at this at some point, but you will soon as we get into college basketball realize that Ethan is an Alabama Crimson Tide football fan and a Duke Blue Devils basketball fan. Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is that it for college football? Do you anything else, Ryan? Anything else you want to talk about? Is, uh, I, I think we covered most of it. All right. Yeah. I, I so, do appreciate you asking, though, and not just moving on without <laughs> Oh, sorry about the NFL. That's my bad. Um, NBA, moving on to the world of basketball. Um, JR, I know you're very happy about this, but the Washington Wizards stunned the Brooklyn Nets down by five with about 10 seconds left. Um, they made seven. It was less than 10 yeah. seconds. They, they were down um, by like five, I believe. So, and then, yep. so Bradley Beal shot a three. Then they stole the inbound pass. And then I think Russell Westbrook made a three. And then Brooklyn missed. Washington got two pounds after made it. They won 149 to 146. So, obviously, they're very happy about that one. Um, yeah. Fourth win on the season, boys. We're going strong. <laughs> you're, you're, you're at five wins now. Well, yeah, yeah. that was our fourth win. We did end up beating the, the Heat. Yeah, yeah, the Heat. the Heat. How do you – you're beating, like, the good teams. I know. We don't suck, ask. and then they just – they <laughs> beat good teams all out of nowhere. Don't, yeah. don't ask. I don't get it at all. I want to touch on the – I want to touch on the Brooklyn Nets real quick. Just – I want to say this real quick. So, they're on record to have the best offense ever and the worst defense ever. Well, we saw how that worked in Houston. Never got them past the Golden State Warriors. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yep. Yep. Um, so, more news out of the NBA here. All-star game backlash. LeBron James has most likely said that he either will not be there mentally or he will not be there at all at the all-star game. And obviously, with the, the biggest superstar in the NBA saying that, most other superstars have backed him, including Giannis, KD, all those guys. So, Possibly, maybe not an all-star game happening this year, or there might be, but just not with some of the superstars. I, I don't think it's a good idea to have it at all. Um, I think if the season were a little longer and depending on every, where everything was, I just don't think it was smart to make a call this early. I don't think they know enough to really make a safe call on having the game or not. Yeah, uh, you know, as my man Flight Reacts would say, I'm a nobody, but I'm going to put my back into LeBron James here. And I don't usually do that because I'm not a big LeBron fan, but I think he's spot on with this one. I, I mean, Ryan, you kind of said it. There's, we are a couple months out, right? It normally March, would be, March around. Yeah. So it, it would probably be like a month and a half. Yeah. And it, it just, it doesn't make sense to me, especially with the COVID problems they've already had. And, no, and like really no fans. There's like, really, there's honestly really no point to it at this point. At this point in time, yeah, it's yeah. just for like revenue, I guess. TV revenue, just 
it's all about money. It always is. Um, I just, it's, uh, it's, it's just not smart. Yeah. I, I don't like the idea of it really at all. Pretty much yeah. for what you just said. Yeah. Um, so maybe some trade news here. Derek Rose has been traded to the, um, from the Detroit Pistons to the New York Knicks in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr. And some cash considerations. Um, and a second round pick. And a second round pick. Yes. I forgot to mention second round pick. So, um, who do you think won this trade? That's a real good question. That's a real good question. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know. I, I don't at all because, well, first off, I, it, it was, it's not the Detroit Pistons. I'll tell you that much. You yep. just traded Derrick Rose for a guy that was sent down to the G League because he was so bad that he could not get minutes and a second-round pick. So the Pistons <laughs> completely lost out there. Yeah. Um, Ethan, you brought up Killian Hayes, who was being mentored by Derrick Rose the other day when me and you were talking about it. I think he lost out pretty big because there goes the youngest MVP in NBA history. Um, Emmanuel quickly, in my opinion, lost out on it because, you know, People have been – there's been a little uproar there with New York, and after his 31-point game off the bench, people were like, why aren't we starting Emmanuel quickly? Well, now you're definitely not going to be starting Emmanuel quickly unless you're putting him at the shooting guard, which I don't see that happening with – I just don't see that happening. So maybe the next one, I guess, but it's really going to have to come down to how Derrick Rose plays with his – Second time at New York. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on, a little bit of a rookie update here, and I think the main guy we all wanted to talk about is LaMelo Ball, um, looking to be pretty much the rookie of the year at this point, um, barring any significant injury or anything. But LaMelo Ball has been killing it for the Hornets. He's worked his way up already, um, even halfway through the year to the starting lineup, um, where he's now – playing as a starter and he's putting up still putting up great numbers uh you said you said that we all want to talk about i do not want to talk about lamello ball i hate lamello ball but i i cannot i can't i can't not bring him up i mean what the guy's got a 34 point career high already in the first half of his rookie season he's also leading rookies in assists per game rebounds per game steals per game and I am not entirely sure. I believe he's at least he's at least top two, maybe one in points per game. You don't not win rookie of the year when you're leading the NBA rookies in four statistical categories. You don't. You just don't. If he keeps up this pace, he's for sure rookie of the year, 100%. And that hurts me to say. That really hurts me <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of LaMelo, but I do think it's hard to argue against him. I mean, he's just – He's just putting up, like, numbers you haven't seen in a while. Um, I think the only thing he can really improve on at this point is his shooting. Um, great team player, I guess. He just He's good getting a lot of assists, uh, rebounds, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, shooting just needs work, and then he'll be the future of, like, maybe the NBA. I mean, who knows? Oh, don't say that. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like saying it, but, I mean, it, you can't – you just can't disagree with it. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Yeah, so um, Jay, you put endorsement opportunities or possibilities. I on this. I, fl- I put that in the wrong section and flipped it on okay. my notes. 
That's okay. my bad. All right, we're moving on. Um, it's trade season. I mean, I, I, we all know that this is around the time it's near the NBA trade deadline, right? Well, uh, what February mid to late or late February's trade deadline day, I think. Yeah. Something so like that. we're we're there's already been some big trades, obviously James Harden, um, Old Depot, all those trades, but they're probably. There could be some more on the horizon, I, I'm thinking, right? I know I've heard rumors of, uh, what's his name, Andre. Actually, no, that would have been a buying out, so I guess not. I, I have heard rumors, I guess I'll say Andre Drummond possibly out of Cleveland. Um, obviously, again, it pains me to say this, too, but, you know, Bradley Beal, everybody thinks he's going to get traded at this point. Who knows? I, I definitely don't because, I don't know. Tough, tough topic I mean, as a Wizards fan. I, I, th- I think that Bradley Beal's going to ha- – I don't think he's going to want to trade just because now they have they have Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't see – I think them – like those two are going to be like the top two players for a while. I don't I don't see Bradley Beal getting traded anytime soon. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him though. Just, you know, averaging 35 points per game and you have five wins. Like that's just – that's yeah. not – that yeah, that sucks. I mean, I think he, I think at one, um, what's it called? John Wall was got traded away. I think he was like, well, now we kind of have to leave. But uh, I think with Russell Westbrook there now, I think he's happy. But I think if they can improve their actual like total gameplay over, overall, um, I think they can be successful. Maybe not this season, but I think by the time they're all used to each other, uh, next season could be good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I guess we we can kind of talk about MVP a little bit. Um, Stephen Curry has been absolutely lighting the league up uh, as usual this year. Um, just recently scored fifty two points against the Mavericks in a loss. What was that? How many points? Fifty two. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. My apologies. Um. Yeah, 57 in a loss against the Mavericks against another MVP contender, Luka Doncic, who got 42 in that game. So, obviously, both playing well. Can we talk right about now, the Mavericks for a second? I feel yeah. so bad for Luka Doncic. <laughs> oh, my second. God. I think the Mavericks are probably my second favorite team right now, and I just feel so bad watching Luka just put up these numbers and just lose and lose and lose. Yeah. I, I, mean, I would more. second that. He's, he is he's a he's a rebound and a half of assist half of an assist away from a 28 point triple double average like that's he, i mean he's leading he is leading the mavericks in everything outside of blocks where he is 0.1 blocks behind what's his name james johnson like yeah. you don't see that every day Ever, no. Nah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like the, it was like LeBron whenever he was with the Lakers that year before Anthony Davis came over, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Then one little last piece of NBA news: Rockets center Christian Wood um has been dealing with an ankle injury this year so far, and now they're saying he could miss significant time, maybe four to six weeks. So obviously not good for Rockets fans out there uh, to see one of the um, young and up and coming centers go down so all right i gotta technically christian wood's a power forward 
but stupid rocket small ball has him as a center. But that's yeah. a topic for another day. That's a topic so, for another day. So anything else in the NBA wise anyone has before we want to move on to college basketball? I'm good. No, I'm good. All right, moving on to college basketball. Um, Penn State. Uh, they they recently they 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 played. I think they lost, but they recently upset Wisconsin in a game which then Wisconsin beat them. Um, but Penn State, they've been they've been beating the good teams, but losing to the bad teams. Like, oh, there's been, what are you talking about? Yeah, they've beaten like they've upset so many teams this year. No, they haven't. Let me look. Northwestern, they have a win against. They have a win against Wisconsin. They have a win against VCU. Virginia Tech, I'll give you that. Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. Also, another upset, um, Indiana and Iowa. Number eight, Iowa lost 67 to 65 against Indiana. Yeah, I did. I saw that last week. Was that last night, right? Uh, Sunday. Yeah, that was yeah. last night. thought it was Tuesday for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't That was a buzzer beater, wasn't it? Or I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a buzzer beater, but I think it was just a late shot. Yeah. Um. So do we move on to talking about Big Twelve basketball? I think I think that'd be a great topic before before I get to. I don't know if this is something that Ryan wants to talk about, but before I get to that, Oklahoma men's hoops. They got three top ten wins in the in ten days. Now, granted, they lost to Texas Tech, which I kind of expected after three top ten wins. But the Oklahoma men's basketball team are looking pretty good, which you know pains me to say a little bit because. <laughs> well, we'll just jump right into it, uh, Ryan. You want to talk a little bit about West Virginia and their big win, but their tough upcoming schedule they have. Yeah, I think that that win um, Saturday against Kansas was huge. I think with our upcoming schedule, one of the hardest schedules out of all NCAA uh, or NCAA hoops, uh, just in general, I guess their toughest schedule, playing Baylor twice in a row, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Texas. uh, That Kansas game was a big jump start. I think if we can beat Texas Tech, we'll have we'll start getting our momentum going. yeah, but I think tomorrow's game against Texas Tech, uh, it's going to be huge. And you're going up against, speaking of Big 12, Mac McClung has been on a tear. He single-handedly led them to a big comeback against Iowa State. Um, Iowa State's not that good, but they were down. So Mac McClung led them back. Um, Mac, Mac Ethan, McClung, I Ethan, believe Ethan, what? Ethan. What? read that note. Read that note. Mac McClung single-handedly mounts comeback against LSU. Oh my gosh, I that's my bad. All right, LSU, sorry, not ISU. I don't know why I said Iowa State. Brain fart, my bad. Um, yeah, you're LSU. Str- you're struggling today, my man. Today's <laughs> not my day. Apologies to all the listeners out there. Um, yeah, against LSU, my apologies for that. Um, yeah, Mac McClung leading. Score in the Big 12 right now is am I correct? Uh, I, I, I honestly I don't know. Um, I do got to say though, West Virginia did struggle uh, in that game against Texas Tech last time. Um, with shutting down uh, McClung. Um, I think they know what his abilities are at this point, and they if they can shut him down early, then they have a good chance of winning. 
I think he's their only like real threat, I guess, at this point. Um, other than that, I mean, West Virginia's defense has been playing good. Um, I think Deuce McBride, he is – I think if he gets shut down, I think it'll be hard for West Virginia to win. But other than that, those two, uh, McClung and uh, McBride, I think those two are going to carry this game. Yeah. Ethan, I, I do want to fact check you here. Cade Cunningham is the leading scorer of the oh big – Oh, my gosh. I can't get anything right today. No, you can't. And I'm pretty sure is that RJ? No. Okay. He is 0.3 points over R. Is it RJ Nemhard? Is that yeah. who that is? Yeah, RJ Nemhard of TCU. But he is he's so he is second. So you were you were close. I'll give you credit there. I, I, man, I can't get anything right today. I can get this right. Um Florida guard Keontae star guard of Florida Keontae Johnson when we all remember whenever he had that um horrific collapse. They are confirming that it was not related to anything COVID-wise, so most likely a heart condition or something of some sort like that. So, prayers. What? I find it funny that you said you won't get this wrong, but Keontae Johnson's a forward, not a guard. (laughs) All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. It's one of those kind of days. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those ones. Um, Yeah, but he – not really, not related to COVID has collapsed, so I guess that's good. Um, um, looking at um, the new eight people that came out Monday, um, Kansas is out of the top 25 for the first time in 12 years, which is obviously a huge streak broken there. Um, and then one final little piece of news, um, undefeated Drake is undefeated no more, as I believe yesterday they lost to Valpo. Um, I don't know what the score was, but it was – It was not a good game. They, were, they yeah. lost by double digits. Yeah, so and that's college basketball, and now, oh, yeah, they lost seventy four to fifty seven. Oh, anything? Yeah, that's bad. Um, anything else in college basketball before I shut up and we move on to Jr.'s famous USC topic? Do you want to discuss like the controversy of the top three, um, Villanova, Baylor, and Gonzaga? Right? Is it Michigan now? They just Is yeah it, they just released oh, the new polls. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right now it's so I, I guess we can just I'll go through it real quick. I, it's Gonzaga at one, then Baylor, Michigan is there, Ohio State, which I do not like. I think I don't I don't even like Villanova, and I'm on record saying that in this on this podcast. But I think Villanova should be over Ohio State with two losses. Uh, I I totally agree with that. But then Villanova, so Villanova's five. Illinois is back up to. Uh, six Texas Tech is up to six Houston is down three to eight which I completely disagree with Eastern Carolina East Carolina University the Pirates beat them and it's their first win over a AP top 25 team not in 10 years not in 15 years ever ever wow and they only dropped three I mean yeah I don't I don't know about that and then Virginia at nine Missouri Missouri at 10, Ethan, your Crimson Tide, who you have to cheer for because Duke is not doing too well at 11, Oklahoma at 12, Texas at 13, West Virginia at 14, Iowa 15, Tennessee 16, FSU at 17, Virginia Tech, who I think is criminally underrated at 18. And I know I probably shouldn't be saying that with West Virginia, but I said I was I was a Virginia Tech fan before I decided to go to West Virginia, so. 
Creighton at 19, USC at 20, Wisconsin at 21, Cinderella Story, Loyola Chicago at 22, Cade Cunningham, the projected number one overall pick at 23, and then Purdue and Rutgers rounding it out at 24 and 25. Wait, you just said Cade Cunningham's at 23. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma State's at 23, not Cade Cunningham. Yeah, Oklahoma State and projected number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham. You didn't say Oklahoma State. You said Cade Cunningham and projected number one overall picks at 23. Did I? <laughs> you yeah. said it the wrong way around, yeah. What the heck? I mean, you're, you're inferring that Oklahoma State's team's pretty much Cade Cunningham, which you're not wrong, but. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're not I wrong. Guess I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, then I guess, so, JR, do you want to move on to UFC? Because I, I don't know. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I really do not know much about UFC. I don't know a lot about UFC other than uh, pretty much just the top like fighters. Like, um, what, I can't even remember his name right now. I almost said Connor McDavid. It's obviously not him. Um, Connor McGregor. I, yeah, Connor McGregor. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into NHL a little bit later. <laughs> but. Um, nothing too huge in the fighting world. Um, going off of Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, who just beat him, I want to say two weeks, one week ago, he's looking for his title shot, which with his weight class would be against Khabib. So, yeah. little interesting I mean, there. So, you think Khabib's going to come out of retirement, right? I don't, I don't even know at this point. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was possible, and then Khabib was just kind of like, well, these guys suck, and I'm a lot better than them. And so I, mean, I have no clue. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not wrong. He is, what, 30-0, and 0, hasn't lost the title, obviously, since holding yeah. it. I mean, there's not much more he can do in that sport except for extend the win column. Yep. And then outside of that, just some, I guess you could say big fights, but not really big fights if you're not a UFC fan. Robert Whitaker and Paolo Costa are scheduled to fight this April along with Darren Till. And I can't even remember the guy's first name. That's really bad. Oh, shoot. Vittori, what's his name? This is really bad. Why can't I remember his name? Well, we're just going to go off first name or last name. Um, And then along with that, Donald Cerrone will be fighting for the first time since that uh, what was it? Fifteen second win again or loss against Conor McGregor. So, yeah. good to see Cowboy back in the ring. But let's hope it's not nearly as quick as his last one. And uh, then last. Uh, yeah. By the way, it's Marvin Vittori. <laughs> I knew it was something with an M. I, I I could not remember for the life of me. And then, but then last little piece here: Raquel Pennington, who's part of I believe the women's bantamweight division was suspended for performance enhancing drugs so she kind of used to be a bigger name not really anymore but yeah that's all I've got for UFC again not too much because that's my thing and well not many people follow it outside of me all right moving on to the NHL again I don't really know much but I uh, Ryan I think you know a lot about the NHL so I'm gonna let you two handle I don't know a whole lot but I know quite a bit um well, here, Ryan, I'll tell you this I'll much. let JR start. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this much. Ethan tried to pronounce John Marino. He tried to take my, my job of announcing NHL, and he pronounced John Marino's name, John Mariano, and I just oh took boy. it from him, and I, I stopped letting him do the <laughs> NHL. 
So, needless to say, you won't be hearing too much out of Ethan when it comes to the NHL. But I know, I know there is one thing you want to bring up, so I'll get the first couple things out of the way, and I'll let you talk about right. your, your uh, prized <laughs> possession of a goal scorer. But Tony D'Angelo, who, according to NHL 21, is a pretty good defensive man uh, in real life as well, too. But he has not been in the favors of the New York Rangers coaching staff and has since been put on waivers, which, Ethan, for your information, is essentially cutting him. I, okay. I hope you know that. But yeah, so Tony D'Angelo was he's not going to be a Ranger anymore. But Connor, Connor McDavid, Ryan, you brought him up when talking about Connor McGregor. Yep. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, they are on pace for 100 points this year. That is crazy. Not only yeah. because it's 100 points, 100 points in a normal year is insane. That whole, that whole Canadian division this year is going insane. Yeah. But I mean, a hundred points in a sixty-two game or what fifty-eight game. I mean, there's no more than sixty games. You're looking at nearly like two points per game for every yeah. single game. With that, I'm assuming that would be like some kind of record, right? Pace wise, maybe. I mean, point wise, they're not gonna have if they had a normal season of eighty-two games, they probably oh, the they pace they're on right now, they they'd break the record easily. Yeah, so pace wise, they might be on. Like it, it might be an NHL record, but I know point wise they definitely won't be able to hit it because just with the lack of games. I mean, you're missing twenty or so games. Yeah. Then, All right. <laughs> here you I'll go. start this one off. My boy Alex Ovechkin passing Mike Gartner in the all-time scoring list. Um, forget how many it was at the time, but I know now after this last game against the Flyers, he's at seven hundred eleven goals, I believe, uh, all time. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I think that Flyers game we played so well, but we just couldn't hold. We couldn't keep up. Um, a lot of fancy moves by Alex Ovechkin there at the between the legs deke uh, to the assist to uh, was it Tom Wilson, I believe. Um, also, Tom Wilson, most underrated player I think in his speed and goal scoring capability. I as think a Pittsburgh, as a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, I would absolutely hate to even comment on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I'm just saying he's known for his physicality, but his speed can catch people off guard, and I think you saw that a lot against the Flyers uh, the other day or yesterday. Um, all right, you want to move on from that now? Yeah, um, I know there is a little bit of golf news. Uh, not 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 a huge golf guy myself, but uh, Patrick Reed, he won what a week ago, I believe at oh shoot, what was it? The Farmers Insurance Open is that what he won? Yeah, the Farmers Insurance Open, which oh, I is, remember. and there was some like rules infraction that apparently they should have called, and it might have caused him to lose the tournament. I mean, he was five under the next best guy, so probably not. But, you know, a little bit of controversy there in the golf world where you don't usually see too many controversial rules calls. Yeah. You know, little, little interesting fact there, but that's it for golf. I don't have anything else. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about with golf anyways. <laughs> All right. Yeah, unless you have the Masters, but that's about yeah. it for golf. 
I'll move I'll move to the MLB. Um, beloved second baseman for the Boston Red Sox, Dustin Pedroia has officially announced his retirement after uh, a great career. My boy, so. my boy. Dude, he was my favorite player growing up. I grew up a Red Sox fan and then slowly just became a Nationals fan because they're local. But um, yeah, I remember watching him. He was my favorite player growing up. And, I mean, obviously it's sad to see someone retire, but he had such a great career. You can't really argue against it. Um, I think he his performance definitely kind of declined, but yeah. Um, Nelson Cruz, former star in the league, has signed, I believe, a minor league deal with the Minnesota Twins, if, if I'm getting that right. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. Based off I of feel like I feel on. like it's minor league. I'm, I can't confirm that. I feel like uh, I saw minor league. Let's see. Ethan, I swear, if you're wrong again, Yeah, no, Ethan, absolutely not. There's no way they signed him to a $13 million minor league contract. Who signed the minor league deal then that I saw? He's going to be a designated hitter for him. So he's, I don't think he's going to be a minor league. Uh, Yeah, 13 million is kind of a lot for a minor league if it. Oh, no, I messed something up. Who just see my. Okay, I don't. Just don't listen to me anymore. Um, Trevor Bauer is going to Dodgers in a huge deal, and now looking at the Dodgers pitching rotation, they are yeah, out. No, not just not just pitching rotation. We're talking the whole their entire boys, their entire roster. They, if they What's, don't win this year, it's gonna be it's gonna be a disappointment, pretty much. They're they're scary. Well, here uh, let, let's let's see. We have you have obviously Clayton Kershaw. I mean, one of the greatest pitchers we've seen in recent memory. Um. You add, you add, um, why am I forgetting? Uh, we, Trevor Bauer, former side Yeah, Mookie Betts. Who else is in that team? Um, Cody Bellinger. Max, Max Muncy. Um, yeah, Cody Bell- Bellinger. Corey Seager's on that team. I mean. Yeah, they're stacked. I, I, I mean, I, I don't hurts. see any team beating them in the playoffs. You got like David. You have David Price at pitcher too, like a former Cy Young winner, I believe. Okay, David yeah. Price is a little washed, though. I mean, he's good a little name, washed. Good name, but yeah. you know. And a little more news. Um, final piece here that I have: Marcel Zuna has resigned on a four-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. So I was I was praying that he was going to get traded. Just. I just out of the NL East <laughs> as a Nationals fan. Yeah. I just I hate playing against him. I would second that. I remember going back to when I watched my first MLB game a couple of years ago and the Nationals played the Braves and I think the score was 10 to 2. I wish we could go back to those days. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, moving out of the MLB unless anyone has anything else there to talk about that we want to cover. Oh, I'm good. All right, so we're going to top soccer. Um, I'll start off with local U.S. soccer. So Team USA on the men's side beat Trinidad and Tobago 7-0 in the first game of 2021. It was, it was just a friendly kind of prep, trying to prep USA for maybe possibly World Cup qualifying games and all that. So, Are we really surprised that they beat them? I though? mean, no, no. Especially the score. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean – all right, Jared, I'm gonna let you Isn't Trinidad and Tobago the team that stopped the U.S. from qualifying for the World Cup? Maybe um, they might. Have, I know they beat us one time. I, I don't I forget remember. What, uh, 
implications for that game. But um, Jared, do you want to cover the rest All of it? Because some yeah. of this stuff, I feel like you put on, and I'm not too sure what it means. <laughs> oh, I, I know some about the Premier League because my friends are big Premier League friends, so or fans. Hold on, Ethan. What don't you understand? It's pretty like, self-explanatory. Deadline, deadline day, I feel like you have some different news than all that. Well, I mean, deadline, deadline. Day, <laughs> deadline day is, you know, transfers. So, yeah, transfer windows, clo- transfer windows closing and then basically no more trades, essentially, is what it means. <laughs> Come on, Ethan, tell me. I know what that means. That. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened? Here, I have an Instagram post I need to find that has all of them. No, I know um, what deadline day is. I just don't know what you had news about it on. Okay, well, you you made it sound like you had absolutely no clue what a deadline day I know was. What deadline day, I know what deadline day is. I mean, there was plenty of small deals, as there usually is. Um, You know, there was my Lester Foxes, Damari Gray, he's uh, on – no, he was sold actually. Tosun Ethan, the Chang oh, Tosun or whatever his name is. Yeah, he he's not part of Punch anymore. Yeah, I believe. Um, what did Ozin cut Kabek? Yeah, he got signed by Liver. He's on a loan with option to buy. He's a pretty good young defender for Schalke, who is now going to be with the Reds, obviously, in place of the injured Virgil Van Dyke. Um, again, there's a lot of small ones. Josh Joshua Zerks, he, uh, he's a teenager for Bayern. He's on loan. Jean-Claire Chidibo, he's on loan somewhere. Or OG Nice. Um, Ash Ainsley, Maitland Niles, Joe Willock, both of them from Arsenal are on loan. It's not an entirely too big transfer window. Uh, the yeah, one I, I think the, the one in the winter was way bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought I was confused. I didn't know. Like, I didn't think there were too many uh, big, big deals that we need to cover. But yeah, um, the, one, the two things I do want to point out: Sammy Kadira, who is part of Juventus, made his move back to the Bundesliga, uh, to Hertha Berlin. And this one is not a transfer; it is actually the failed transfer of Delhi Alley. There was a bunch of rumors that he would be <sighs> exiting to PSG, and that one fell through. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Deli Allen wants to be gone. <laughs> yeah, he he's not happy where he is right now. Yeah. Um, sticking kind of in the Premier League, going some more of the games. Brighton shocked Tottenham one nothing, so damaging Tottenham's hopes, obviously at either Champions League or whatever. Um, Man U beat Southampton nine nothing. Mm. Um, I know me and Jr. were kind of like. We kept getting pop-up notifications on our phone every time in you scored. So yeah. nine nothing, big deficit there. Um, and Liverpool, man, they had a rough game against Man City last yesterday. Oh no, not not rough game, rough rough stretch of games, my friend. They if they lost four at... to Man City. Alice Allison played. I I heard Allison just played terrible, especially in the Man City game. But well, I mean, boy, I'm pretty sure they have losses here to Brighton as well as Man City, but then they also lost to that. I mean, in their last five games, they have two wins and three losses. That's not what you expect out of Liverpool. You know, a team that's in the top four. 
Yeah, when you think of Liverpool, you think of a team that just dominates the Premier League year after year. And just they're not there. I think after they lost uh, Virgil van Dyke, they just they're not the same. That yeah. that would be our bad. Um, that would be ever that would be Jordan Pickford's bad, but yeah. <laughs> um, I guess moving, moving on to some German soccer here. FC Cologne won their first home game in 15 games, which normally doesn't happen. Like normally a team won't lose 14 home 15 home games in a row. Um, so yeah. And, and then also in the DFB Pokal, fourth tier Rottweiss Essen beat Leverkusen. So we've seen a couple of those things this year where like a third or fourth tier team comes up and beats a top tier team. That happened a little more than usual. Yeah, Did I pronounce I mean, that correctly? I, Jared gave me a look like I didn't, but I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I have absolutely no clue. Yeah, I can't I speak German or any. Yeah, yeah I, think <laughs> I, I took French. So. I'm not really seeing any other news here. Does anyone have anything else? There is a thing about Messi's contract link or leak. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So I guess, so I guess contract rumors leaked or leaked. And I guess is Messi suing them or something, right? Um, I think the the league is suing them, right? Oh, something like that. I, I think it's like four people are getting sued because they're like the only four people that have even seen the contract. Yeah, because I mean, his what it was like. I think it was like five hundred and forty million dollars over a couple of years, like two years or yeah. something like that. And like, Barcelona, was, they're already in debt by a lot. Yeah, they're yeah. in trouble. Oh. Yeah, they're in trouble. Um, any other news? Um, are you talking about soccer? Well, I'm just talking in general. Um, I do. I do want to point out little little racing world update here. The Daytona 500, the Speed Weeks, all that stuff is coming up this week. Actually, I believe to tomorrow, Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe is the uh, clash, which is the stage winners of last year. And then the Daytona 500, biggest biggest race in NASCAR, will be this coming Sunday. And then on top of that, sticking with the theme of Daytona. The 24 hours uh, at Daytona race, which is, I guess, kind of big in the racing world, at least, happened. And Wayne Taylor Racing, who is, you know, they've dominated the last couple of years. They were the team that came out victorious last week. I just wanted to say real quick, there are two races I will watch. I will watch the Daytona 500 and the Indy 500. I know yeah, you you're did lost, the series. But yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of NASCAR, but those will be yeah, I don't really watch NASCAR. So, <laughs> all right. Any, so any other news here before we move on to all pro teams in the NFL? I am not. I'm good. good. You're, okay. So, we, we created our own NFL all pro teams. I know they, they have their official one, but we have our own. And the, the little twist we used is. We were not allowed to use any of the four conference championship teams. So that would be the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, or the Bills. We were not allowed to use those teams at all in naming our players. I got to say, this was a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. We all were right. doing it, and then Jared came up with that rule, and then I was like, wait, what do I do now? Because a lot of my players were from those teams. So yep. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened because well, I came up with that because I was looking at the all-pro team, and I was like, I really don't disagree with anything outside of, like, two of these picks. And yeah. so I was like, I want to make it harder. 
on us so that we don't just lose. We don't all have the same thing as the all pro team. And so I thought of that. And then we started going and I was like, well, shoot, I can't have Devonte Adams on my team. Exactly. I also can't have Aaron Rodgers on my team. Uh, it, it, you know, yeah, a little tough. it definitely made it difficult. I will just say for wide receivers, all three of my wide receivers, I had to get rid of. So, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it's Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams that you got rid of. Yep, you are correct. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, if you just want to go position by position and yep. say who we have. So, quarterback, who 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 are we talking about for quarterback? I I know I said – I know I kind of trashed him a little earlier by saying you finished off great. I still put Russell Wilson here. No. I, nope. Okay, for me – I was between Russell Wilson and what I ended up coming up with was Kyler Murray. I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys are really going to. Jared, what's your opinion? I know as a Cardinals that. fan, you, you, you like that, but who did you have? I had Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. So Deshaun we are three different quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson led the NFL in passing yards. That's fair. Yeah, his touchdowns, Honestly, touchdowns were a little wet. His touchdowns were a little shaky. He also got sacked nearly fifty times, but we, we know what's going on in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Yeah. Um. Honestly, if Dak Prescott would have played the whole year, we'd probably be talking about Dak Prescott right now. So. Yep. Well, exactly. You know, maybe we couldn't have because maybe the Cowboys oh, would have actually. Yeah. Maybe. maybe yeah. Um. Yeah. So three different quarterbacks there. So we had two running backs here. I chose Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, those are, those are the I had a feeling we were all going to have the same here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the only, the only thing that I could have seen different would have been replacing Dalvin Cook with Alvin Kamara. But yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was a tough choice between Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Okay. Fullback. Fullback. There is no fullback on the all pro team. So we got to give the fullback some love. Yeah. Uh, I chose Kyle Juszczyk out of San Francisco. I did yep. the same. <laughs> okay, so. he's by far the best fullback in the league. Yeah, he's he's so versatile. He can run the yeah. ball. He can block the. He can block he can the catch. receivers. He can catch. I mean, you, you Kyle Uzcheck can do it all. Um, okay, wide receivers. This where it might get a little interesting. Yeah, this will be interesting. Okay, I'll I'll say my three first. I chose Tyler Lockett, Justin Jefferson, and D Hop. Okay, wow. I had two out of those. All right. I'm, I'm I said, I said Justin heartbeat. Jefferson, D-Hop, and Keenan Allen. All right, so we're set with Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Hopkins, right? That's We all, yeah. we all three have yeah. those two. I think that's kind, of, that's kind of obvious, again, with the whole – I mean, what? He did – why not Deshaun Watson? That's my quarterback. Justin Jefferson, the man had 1,400 yards. D-Hop, you know, you can't say too much else about him yeah. other than just – D-Hop. I said Calvin Ridley. That, that was okay. my number four. So if I if I was between uh, Keenan Allen and um, Calvin Ridley. Well, I mean, yeah, we're Calvin Ridley had a great year. Devontae Adams had the same amount of receiving yards. Obviously not the same amount of touchdowns because he had 18. But they had the same amount of receiving yards. And Calvin Ridley missed the game. Yeah. That's true. Very true. I got to say, if Deontay okay. Johnson did not have as many drops as he did this year, he'd be up in the top, I think. Yeah, he would have a lot more yards, maybe a couple touchdowns yeah. more, maybe. He, 
I still think he played well even with those drops, but without all of them, he went through like a three-game streak or whatever. Where he just had the case of the drops. Um, I yeah. Think yeah. If, without that, I think he would have been one of the top receivers this year. And the Steelers might have won a couple more games too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, tight end, I, I chose Darren Waller. Ooh. I love Darren Waller. I was between Darren Waller and Eric Ebron, and I, I feel like I went a little biased here and chose Ebron. I think the only thing now that I'm thinking about it is, like, Eric Ebron's more of, like, a receiver than a tight end. He's just, like, a big receiver. He doesn't really block. Um, I think – I yeah, I think Darren Waller probably would have been the better choice, but hmm. – Fair enough. All right, moving to offensive guards we'll start off with. I chose Quentin Nelson and Brandon Sheriff out of Washington. Okay. I said Quentin Nelson and Kevin Zietler. I, I won't argue that. I had the same as Ethan with Scherf and Nelson, but, but Zietler. Yeah, Zietler's good. I think, wasn't Zietler, he was part of the All-Pro second team, I believe. So, I mean, no hate there. He definitely, uh, yeah. he definitely makes the case. Yeah. Um, tackles, I went with Trent Williams and Orlando Brown, even though he didn't play that much, but yeah. I still no, think Ethan, Ethan, come on. Come on, buddy. <laughs> what? Well, okay, I didn't even have either of them. I had Jack I didn't Conklin. Either. I had Jack Conklin for the Browns, who I think played outstanding this year. And I have Wyatt Teller, the other tackle hmm. for the Browns. <laughs> I think should I think he should have been on the all pro first team, to be honest. I gotta say with my picks, I I honestly didn't really know that many tackles. So um <laughs> mine are a little random, I'm not gonna lie. I said Tyron Smith and Taylor Lewin. I'll give you that. No, Taylor, we didn't. I know Taylor won, kind of went out early in the year or some kind of season ending injury, but he's still one of the best. Ethan, yeah. you picked Orlando Brown, who did the same thing. Yeah, no, that's what I kind of went based off of like reputation for those. <laughs> yeah. And then last offense position center, I went with Jason Kelsey. Mm, I'm probably going to get hate for mine. I, I said Marquise Pouncey. I know. I I I think, man, it was hard. It was hard to choose him only because near the end of the season he kind of slipped and like I think he was out for a couple games. But um, and then then that play against the Browns, the first play. Yeah, that's why it was hard to pick him. (laughs) I went with Ryan Kelly, the Colts center. I mean, that Colts offensive line is yeah, that's a big time offensive line, and a lot of that comes through Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson, who both made my All Pro team. Yeah, honestly, if David Bakhtiari, if the Packers would have made David Bakhtiari 100%, would have been on the list too. So, well, okay, yeah, oh that's good. But... I just realized I messed up on my safeties. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we're, we're going to move to, we, well, why don't we start off with D tackles and the ends? Yeah. All right. D tackle, we had one D tackle. I, I chose Aaron Donald. I think that's. He, he won He won defensive player. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I don't think there's. Well, really isn't, isn't Aaron Donald a defensive end? They say it's weird. They, they say D tackle some places, other places they say DN. I took him as a D tackle, but okay. I put him as a DN, but um, yeah, I played Fletcher Cox. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah. Um, my my two DNs were um defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young and Miles Garrett. All right, I respect that. I had Miles Garrett, but I want to put you on to a man that's on the, I believe, New Orleans Saints named Trey Hendrickson who was a sack and a half behind T.J. Watt this year. Hey. And he had 14 TFLs, which is a little low. But 
I like I like Trey Hendrickson. I think he was. I mean, he had the most sacks out of defensive ends, and he also, I believe, was, I want to say, top five in TFL for DNs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. So, do you disagree with the Chase Young pick, or are you okay with it? Honestly, I'm trying to find Chase Young here. 13 TFLs sack-wise, he was pretty all right. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with Chase Young because he had six less sacks than Trey Hendrickson. I think there are plenty of guys on the defensive end position that had better statistics. Now, I'm not looking at QB pressures, but. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I, I forgot to look at the all actual all-pro list when I made my defensive players. <laughs> um, so a lot of my picks are probably going to be canceled out here. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I probably should have paid more attention to that. I did that on offense, but not defense. <laughs> Wait, so Ryan, who did you go for DNs? Uh, so I did Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack, but um, I realized now that I can't put those. <laughs> well, I can I can put Khalil Mack, but I can't put. Uh, wait, wasn't I Khalil Mack in another position? I have. I thought okay, Aaron so... Donald was already on the All Pro list, right? Okay, yeah, he is. But so yeah. the thing, the thing that I, I guess I don't even know. The, the weird thing is, like, Aaron Donald in a certain scheme is a D-tackle, and in a certain scheme he's a D-end. And it's the same thing with Khalil Mack, where he's technically an edge rusher, yeah. which is an outside linebacker, but he's also he lines up as a D-end. So exactly. I'll, cut everybody some, I'll cut everybody some slack with the – It's kind of hard with the defensive positions position. because they're all – like, except for the cornerbacks and safeties, like, they all kind of switch around. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I had Khalil Mack as one of my edge oh outside linebackers, and I had TJ Watt as well. Yeah, I put TJ Watt and Miles Garrett for the edges. Um, all right, Jerry, who'd you put? Um, I had TJ Watt, but I also had maybe a little bit of Arizona Cardinal bias. Um, I had Hassan Reddick. Okay. Um, he was fourth in sacks with Zadarius Smith. Two and a half sacks behind TJ Watt. And granted, five of those came in the same week, but he also was second in TFLs. I want to point that out. Yeah. So two middle linebackers here. I had Darius Leonard and uh, Bobby Wagner. I had the same, and I realized they're both on the actual all-pro list. <laughs> so <laughs> it was hard to find ones that actually were, like, leading in, like, these categories without actually being on the all-pro list or from the um, conference final players. But, yeah. I, I got to say, you guys are going to hate my oh, no. Houston linebacker Zach Cunningham, who had 164 tackles, 10 tackles more than the next best player. And granted, a lot of that comes from the fact that he's the only linebacker I can name from Houston, but 164 tackles is pretty impressive. He also had three sacks and eight TFLs, which is not too terrible for a middle linebacker. And this one might get even more hate, but I took it simply because of his pass coverage ability with interceptions, pass deflections. Um, but then plus he was a good tackler. I went Joe Schobert of Jacksonville. At 141 tackles and three interceptions. I mean, you can't argue with those stats, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, two cornerbacks here. I went with Xavier Howard and Jalen. That's what I went with. I mean, lock. I I I would use Jair, 
who I think got snubbed from the All-Pro first team, but Jair Alexander. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wait, we're talking about cornerbacks, right? Okay. Uh, I yeah. said Marlon Humphrey and Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, uh, with Marshawn Lattimore, I mean, he was kind of like he started off well. I mean, it was kind of like back and forth. Like he either had a really good game or a really average game. Um. I mean, Marlon Humphrey was more on uh, what's it called? Um. My God, why can't I think of the word? Oh my God, reputation. That's what it is. I, I went mean, more on reputation with that one, but like, I mean, he was probably the reason why the Patriots defense was actually. Or wait, did I just say Patriots? Wait, hold on. <laughs> my brain is not what working. What I've said so far. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're just gonna skip over that. All right. <laughs> that didn't yeah. happen. That didn't happen. Yeah. Okay. When, 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 whenever I say something, how come it always happens? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But Ryan gets a clean pass. No, 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 it's my first time. Pass. I have an excuse. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. I get, I get an excuse every single time he says something wrong. You don't get an excuse. <laughs> um, all right. Strong safety. JR is going to like mine. I put. I picked Buda Baker here. Buda Baker's not a strong safety. He, that, He's also on the all-pro list already. Wait. Our guys weren't allowed to be on the all-pro list. I had mine on the all-pro list. Oh, wait, actually, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought we weren't allowed to have him on the all-pro list, but okay. Yeah, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> I think we are. All right, keep go going. Look up, go look all up right. what Buda Baker. Buda Baker's a free safety on ESPN. Okay, let me look at this. You, Which you I, I don't agree with. I think he is a box safety that can play that, that more than usually plays strong safety, but. Yeah. They have um, listed as free. Yeah, my strong safety was uh, Derwin James, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I was I respect that pick. He had a pretty he had a pretty average year this year, though. I do. They on NFL.com they have Buda Baker listed as a strong safety, which is on on the official Pro Bowl roster they say strong safety. Well, on Pro Football Reference, it's got to move. <laughs> no, but NFL. NFL.com is the legit site. Yeah, so was Yahoo Sports until we started figuring everything out with them. But yeah, but this is the this is like the official this is NFL posted this roster. All right, well that's cool. I have Buda Baker at my free safety spot. I have Mika at my free safety spot. I do, I have Mika as well. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue against Mika. Yeah. Is that I it? Jamal Adams. I had Jamal. I had oh. Baker and Jamal Adams as my safety. I don't duo. think Jamal Adams is as good as a DB than like a linebacker. I mean, he he, <laughs> he plays like, like a he, linebacker. Yeah. Um, is that it for all pro? I believe. Yep, I believe. Yes. It is, yes. So we're gonna finish up here with some quick hot takes. Um, I guess I'll start off because that's my thing. Um, I'm actually gonna go to golf. Oh, which shocked JR a little bit whenever I told him what I was going to go to. I'm going to say, I'm going to say for the next three Masters, the same person will win. On what basis? On the base, you want me to say who I think will win the next three years? I want to see, I want to see who you think will win and why. Yeah. <laughs> next three years? Tiger Woods. You're no. crazy. You're, Tiger, yeah, you're you're psychotic. <laughs> Tiger Tiger's my boy, and I love Tiger Woods. But Tiger Woods is not winning the next three Masters, let alone one. He might not even play the next three Masters. Yeah, honestly. 
It's a hot take. And honestly, I think he could. I don't think he could at all. No. He's he's one of the best golfers of our generation. I don't think he's, he's out of his prime, though. Ethan, how old is Tiger Woods? <laughs> um, maybe 40? Five, 45 years old. He only like golf at age 60. He's older. What, did they than win the Masters? He's still got like maybe five to 10 years left of good golf. No, 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 not five to 10. He might have five, but I think five at the most. Yeah, so five, next three. There's a difference between. But not good years. <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. five years in general. Left yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, Ryan, what's your hot take? Ooh, okay. Uh, I think my hot take is that the Dodgers will repeat and the Lakers will repeat. Oh, so uh, uh, the championships are coming to LA. Yep. So, so Two what? Years in a row. Have, we're going to have in a Tampa Bay dynasty of sports and an LA dynasty of sports. Yeah. Because Tampa, Tampa won the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup. And then you got the NBA championships and the MLB World Series for all right. I respect it. I respect I it. I, I can imagine LA is a championship town. Five years ago, if you told me Tampa Bay was gonna win the NFL and MLB or no NHL championships in the same year, I would have said you're crazy. But I would have believed you with the no, NHL. I would have believed with so the NHL. I'm, but Tampa, Tampa's like the always been five good. years ago. Oh yeah, oh, no. no. I would have never thought the Buccaneers would be good. Well, I, I mean, mean, if you told me they were going to have Tom Brady, then I might believe you. Yeah. yeah, part of that is the Tom Brady shakeup. I mean, if you would have told me back when they drafted Jameis Winston, they were going to win a Super Bowl in five years. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, Jared, to wrap it up here, what's your hot take? I'm going to NASCAR. I know neither of you two watch NASCAR, but I love me some, I love me some NASCAR. Um, I'm going to go with a non-big team. So to clarify, the big teams are like Hendrick with – like Chase Elliott, Joe Gibbs, um, Richard Petty. I don't know. No. Oh. Uh, uh, shoot. Why can't I think of their name? Roush, Fenway, Stuart Haas, all those big teams that like Burpensky, they're also a big team. None of them will win the Daytona 500. You're going to have a small team that might not even run a full time schedule win the Daytona 500. Wow. All yeah, right. I'll take there. That is um, interesting. Yeah, so I believe, unless anything ever has anything else, that is our show for today. As we said at the beginning, um, hopefully we keep this as a trend, trying to keep up with news at least once every week, week and a half. We're hoping, but um, <laughs> we know how that goes. We, we'll try we, to be consistent. We, we're not. We're not going to make any promises because, as you know, we're not the greatest at making those kind of promises. But we're going to try our hardest now, especially. Hopefully we can get back together soon and that might create more of a schedule for us. So yeah, once again, Ryan, thank you for coming on for this episode. We hope to see you on many more episodes in the future. Uh, yes. Thank you. Um, all right. So sign, signing off JR. Sure. All right. So for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm JR Miserak. And I'm and, Ryan Finley. And we're signing off.